Hello and welcome to News Warrior. This week, I'm going to talk about Xi Jinping, who's now being watched by leaders across the world, as well as the Chinese citizens for his actions, for his insecurity and his paranoia. This week, he was given an endorsement by the Chinese Communist Party once again, one year before he can resume his appointment as General Secretary and President of China for the third term, which is unprecedented in many ways. Only Mao Zedong and Deng Xiaoping have earlier got this endorsement. That's the topic of this week's podcast. So this week, one year ahead of his third term beginning October 2022, President Xi Jinping of China got another endorsement from the Communist Party of China unanimously. They declared him as the core leader and thanked him for all the work that he has done since 2012. It was a vote of confidence which was contrived, which was all expected even before the meeting of the Central Committee began in Beijing early Monday and then ended on Thursday. Xi Jinping has been the supreme leader of China since 2012, as I mentioned. His third term is set to be beginning from October 2022. But he doesn't need to worry whether he will get the third term or not, which is unprecedented in many ways, because uh, since Deng Xiaoping's death, no other leader has got a third term in China. Normally, there are limits to what presidents and the general secretaries of the Communist Party of China get. And that is about two terms lasting 10 years. But in 2018-2019, Xi Jinping made sure that the limits to terms of presidents and the general secretaries of China is removed. Having removed that uh, term limit, Xi Jinping also eliminated many of his political rivals. But why did he have to get another endorsement from the party? That's because there are rumblings within the cadres, within the top leadership of the party, and also the economic woes of the, uh, the country are uh, really making him worry about how people would react. One of the reasons is the driver for Xi Jinping's drive for common prosperity for the citizens of China. What is common prosperity? He's saying there should be redistribution of wealth from the wealthiest Chinese and given to common people. There should be inequality should be removed, inequality should be reduced, is what his aim is. Now look at some of the statistics. 600 billion years or 600 plus billion years in China, which constitutes 1% of the wealthiest in China, own 30% of the wealth in the country. They are enormously rich, filthy rich in fact, and these are the people Xi Jinping has targeted. According to him, they have benefited from state patronage, state policies, and have accumulated wealth way beyond what normally is expected in communist China. So what he wants to do, he wants to redistribute the wealth, he wants to cut them down to size, which he has started doing in the past six months or so. His speech in August about ushering in common prosperity has meant that all these billionaires, the tech companies, the, uh, the new uh, internet age companies are all being cut down to size. Jack Ma of Alibaba is just one example. He was uh, made to go into a re-education camp. He was uh, divested. His, in fact, uh, his IPO 
was uh, stopped at the last moment and inquiries launched against his companies. And that sent the correct message to these wealthiest people who are now fearing that China may be sliding back to the cultural revolution days uh, during uh, Mao Zedong's time when the socialism was at its peak, where creation of wealth and the people who created wealth were looked down upon and they were sent to re-education camps in those years. There are reasons for this kind of approach that Xi Jinping has adopted. Unemployment is at an all-time high. Housing is scarce. The common people are not able to get houses in uh, towns and cities uh, when they come from rural areas, when they migrate to uh, the cities. And uh, that creates a resentment of its own. China's society is in a great churn these days. Perhaps that's why Xi Jinping is showing a very belligerent attitude in his approach towards foreign policy. He's not only taking a very tough stand or a very aggressive stand against competitors like India, Vietnam, or even uh, Japan, but is also constantly taking up fights with America, which is the ultimate aim of China uh, or ultimate target of China or the Chinese leadership to overtake by 2049 when the People's Republic of China completes 100 years in 2049. Next year, the Communist Party of China would complete 100 years. And the three aims that Xi Jinping had ever since he took power in 2012 was to make sure that China becomes a preeminent power by 2049. And that is why the new approach towards the wealthy people and towards the creators of wealth as well as the kind of uh, re-education campaign that has begun. The Western values which many leaders in the Chinese Communist Party think are eroding the old Chinese civilizational values are being targeted. Film stars, celebrities are being targeted. Their existence is being removed completely from internet, from the Chinese uh, websites, from Weibo, from uh, all the literature that is available about them. One of China's biggest stars uh, has just vanished from uh, not just public eye, or uh, is not appearing in the public for the past six months or so. But everything written about her, all the videos, all the social media posts, all the photographs have just been erased from uh, the internet. That is the way the Chinese Communist Party works. When it decides to target someone, that person ceases to exist in the memory, the common memory or the collective memory of the common Chinese people. That is where China is sliding right now. And therefore, People who watch China closely feel that there might be reason for Xi Jinping to launch a short, swift aggression against either India or go and invade Taiwan and reunify Taiwan, which is one of the aims of the, the regime, the PRC, that Taiwan is seen as a separatist country which does not have any justification for being a separate country. And therefore, one of the biggest threats, in my view, is to Taiwan. The Chinese attitude towards Taiwan in the past few years, or in fact, past few months, has been extremely aggressive. They've been sending more and more fighter jets, uh, violating the uh, Taiwanese airspace. And all signs point towards the fact that there might be an invasion of Taiwan by the PLA, the People's Liberation Army. In that event, what would happen? Would America, which has pledged to protect Taiwan from the uh, PRC aggression, come to its aid? 
come to Taiwan's help? And how will the uh, rest of the countries, Japan, Australia, uh, Vietnam, India, react to that kind of move from China is something that can only be speculated. Recently, an international news agency, Reuters, came up with uh, four likely scenarios about what may happen if China decides to invade Taiwan. It's very interesting reading, but India also needs to worry because China has just passed a law which is called the Borderland Law, where uh, it gives legitimacy for it to build villages along the border, the land borders of China. And India is the only country apart from Bhutan, which has a land boundary dispute with China. India has to be careful that China may even try to build uh, villages, which are dual use according to uh, India's Eastern Army commander, uh, along the disputed areas or inside the disputed areas uh, along the line of actual control with India. What will India do? Can it stop China from building infrastructure and houses and villages inside the disputed areas or disputed territories which are under their control? Short of a war or short of a skirmish, India can do very little. But if that happens and if villages come up in these disputed areas like Asafila, Fishtail 1, Fishtail 2, or even Longju, or uh, even Depsang Plains, then what are the options for India? These are worrying times. What the Chinese did in the South China Sea in the past decade is being replicated on the land boundaries in Bhutan, against India, and of course, within the country itself. The Chinese Communist Party is becoming more and more paranoid, and that paranoia may result into some hasty action which can result into an aggression against countries, the neighbors like India or uh, even uh, the action against Taiwan, or the people might suffer in China is the fear. Now, if you really look at it, the uh, ultra-leftists in China are actually supporting Xi Jinping's moves about redistribution of wealth, about uh, revisiting the values that are uh, underpinning the current Chinese society, and also the very fact that he is now looking at himself as the supreme leader of the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese nation state is something that is harking back to days of Mao Zedong. Xi Jinping thoughts are being now compulsorily taught to people of uh, China. They are made to read it compulsorily. He is in fact even trying to control the number of hours that people can play the uh, video games in their houses, in their homes and uh, how people should study or children should study and what they should study is being determined by Xi Jinping and his people or his closest people. That's the paranoia that has gripped Xi Jinping on the eve of resumption of his term for the third time, which of course is one year away. But this is the most dangerous time for the world and of course for India. That's what I wanted to highlight and flag to our viewers who are interested in uh, what is happening between India and China and also happening in China. There are multiple things uh, that are to be watched. There are uh, various uh, companies which are going under. They are uh, falling or failing uh, to uh, live up to the market reputation. All this is the sign of a state that is very insecure and uh, may even have the possibility of crackdown on uh, the wealthy people, the rich people, and also the middle class and impose more restrictions on the Chinese citizens. All that and more is likely to happen in the next one year. This is the danger that we must all watch out for. And of course, all the people who watch China are actually 
very closely watching the situation and are issuing warnings one after the other. India has to be very watchful and also be prepared for the worst while hoping for the best as far as border negotiations or the uh, round of negotiations that happens between core commanders in Ladakh and elsewhere, uh, India has to be prepared to face Chinese belligerence and aggressive action along the border, maybe sometime in the high seas also. That's the warning I'm leaving you with. You know where to reach us, send us feedback. It's, it's valuable to us. Tell your friends and family and do subscribe to our YouTube channel www.bharatshakti.in and of course follow us on our social media handles Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and of course help us if you can financially. Until the next time, it's goodbye.